Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey, it's the podcast guy. Something I talked on on podcast. It's the Sutton Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. It's the Sutton Podcast in association with Lucky Star Gin. I'm your host Mike and joining me on today's panel we've got Joe and Andy. We're going to be covering the historic League Cup victory um, as, and we're going to then look forward to the bread and butter of Barrow Away. Um, as always engagement is important please do the like, share, comment, retweets or repost now um, etc etc on all the social medias. Um, big shout out to everyone who does it for me um, on a regular basis. It's really, really helpful. Right, we're going to dive straight in. It's a very sunny evening in SM1, so the sun is bouncing a little bit off my head. Um, but we're going to say hello to Joe. Hello, Joe. How are you? Hello, Mike. I'm, I'm very good. How are you? Very good. Very good. Nice stress-free summer, was it, for you? Um, yeah, nothing really. Oh, yeah, there's just that little thing of exams, um, which... <laughs> the youth which I love to represent on this podcast um, but yeah that's all done now um, and it's nice got myself a job oh uh, good working at a kids camp which is lovely just been there today very excellent very tiring but you know like yeah Sutton United talk time on podcast on Monday <laughs> excellent excellent and Andy six months it's been how are you has it yeah God, I think it was Newport, wasn't it? I think, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. When I was doing it from a service station car park. I believe so, yeah. yeah. How have you been? How, how, how was your summer and Easter, very good. I guess, as well? <laughs> very, very good. It, it kind of seemed to go quite quickly this year, which is a bit bizarre. Normally, a closed season, particularly without a football tournament in it, it goes really, really slowly, but this one just rushed by. So, um, yeah, I'm just yeah. glad to have our football back. Absolutely. A bit more than our football back, but <laughs> we'll come <laughs> on to that in a moment. Um, so, a couple of bits of club news. Uh, the ladies' season tickets are on sale. They're £20. Um, it's an early bird offer. I don't know how long that lasts for. Um, it should be 11 home games, um, and I think it's a fiver for... Um, normal entry so um, that's, that's really good value i do wish they just tagged it onto the normal season ticket even as a paid extra but i've got a faff around with two different qr codes but that's fine i'm guessing the club don't make decisions based around um what mike wants um but we'll get there one day um also um best wishes to john parsons it was um just on the forum earlier that he, he took a bit of a turn yesterday some don't know exactly what happened not not interested in not being nosy but um zin saying hellier so um, best wishes and if anyone does have any queries on the supporters coaches not on what's happened to John there are details on the forum and on the Facebook page um, but yeah best wishes to John from everyone um, and if you do need any information about the supporters club and the coaches um, it's on the forum and the Facebook group <clears throat> but going to get down to business and we're going to talk about Cambridge United our third meeting but only second real meeting um, we'll start with you, Joe. The lineup. So when it sort of got announced, I think we had uh, four changes from Saturday. What, what were you feeling at, at that point with seeing the new names? Um, I was happy. I was. I expected Steve Arnold to go and go because you know Matt had said in all of his interviews he he seems to really like the keepers fighting out for that number one spot. Um, he seems to find that really important, which is good for Joe. Was good to see him on the team sheet. Uh, I liked O'Brien actually on Saturday. Uh, I thought he was even he, he, he only came on, but obviously he's assist for Harry's fourth goal, which is weird to say fourth goal. I can't quite believe in saying that. So. Uh, um, but uh, Bluey, good to see Lou back after Harrogate. I think it was his last game or something ridiculous oh, like that. I think horrid, so. Horrid, yeah, horrid run. Yeah. Uh, just Andrew and then a bit more. Season, so it was good to see Craig Clay because I expected him to start on Saturday actually. Um, so you know, it was it was just good to see. I, I was just looking forward to it to be honest because I still hadn't quite gone over Saturday. Um, and then first cup game, you know, something to be excited about. Um, and hopefully that Saturday wasn't a flash in the pan. So, you know, no, absolutely not. Yeah, Andy, um, Matt threw away your theory completely. Although you just need to pick the last 11 that Matt picked and. Pretty much, you're going to say yes and no. I mean, think about it. We've got what, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, um, Saturday. So we've got five games in pretty much 15 days. Um, Matt has to rotate the squad, but I think this year we've, we've got the squad to do it. Um, it wasn't like yesterday was a weaker team. It was just a different team. So, yeah, made perfect sense to me. Um, I was a little surprised that he didn't play Eastman. But I think now he's got the luxury where he doesn't have to play Eastman in every single game because he's got, yeah, you've got your Craig Clays, um, who is who is yeah, quite similar in style, really, yeah, that real solid kind of rock midfielder. So um, it's not often he doesn't start with Craig Eastman, but I think he's 
really, I mean, again, I've, I've said this many times in the forum, I think the recruitment this year has been absolutely stunning. And I think Tuesday was a real example of that because you had, we've got options now, which we did, we haven't had as a league side at all previously. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, big options, but you didn't even have um, Christian or mm-hmm. or um, Ryan Jackson. Yep. Um, the two academy kids um, couldn't 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 get on last night. I think they were just kind of on the bench for the, the whole experience thing. But they're they're sort of in and around the squad as well, which is excellent. Um, but we kind of first half. Obviously, you never know what to expect. Cambridge were tipped for um, relegation by a lot of people, but then they played brilliantly apparently on Saturday. Um, but we kind of held our own first half. I didn't. I didn't think they were dominating us. I mean, the right back was. He he was quite a good, annoying little player. Um, but well, how were you still feeling in the in the first half before the game? about the number two. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Liam Holland, I think it was. I thought I thought he was the best player on the pitch. I thought he was absolutely superb. Yeah. Um, I was. It was one of those players where I was looking, going, "Wow, how does he do, how's he done that? How's he, how what?" So yeah, no real, real quality. But I mean, you can tell they're actually they're a decent side, um, and but we managed to hold our own against a decent side. And it was um, even even when we we scored that calamitous, or they scored that calamitous goal, which was it looks even worse. Again. Um, it wasn't like you weren't like well, it wasn't like Milton Keynes last year, where it's like well they score a goal, yeah, we're not going to get one back, we're out. It was like there's plenty more goals in this game. Mm. You just felt it. Yeah. What, what were you thinking, Joe? Just, I mean, before the goal, when we were at the nil-nil stage? Like, you hit the nail on the head, I think, earlier when you said they're just, like, everyone's saying can we continue from Saturday? Because there, there was a, not enough pressure, but just a bit of a, hang on, what's going on? They're a, they're a very different team. Not to play the very high, high line on Saturday. Cambridge were happy, I think, to let the right-back and left-back, as you said, I think, especially the right-back, dangerous. Um, and cause problems, uh, which we could deal with, which was all good. But um, they sat a bit deeper, I felt, and it we we managed to something I think compared to last season, very two quite very different sides that we played this week, and we managed to deal with them both really well. Uh, and it shows that maybe we now have that versatility. That's something that I was a bit worried about. Was like, okay, I um. I, I actually watched the highlights of the Oxford match that they played on Saturday. They're very, very different team to Notts. They they build up. They, they do prefer the long ball compared to Notts. Like to play it around the midfield a bit more, play out to the wingers and to the goal brick. They do like the long ball. And when we played it, really, we, we started really well. And we held our own. You said it perfectly. I think we stayed. There was no belief that at any point, even after the goal went in, which was I I don't quite know what happened. It was just a, it was like communication just like stopped existing. We there was no head down. There was a few. Oh, what was going? Louis looked fuming. I think Topay's reaction on the sideline. I think it's one of the best reactions I think I've ever seen because he's just you can see it in the highlights. His hands on head going like that. It's brilliant. Um, it, it's a Topay reaction perfectly. But we didn't. We didn't. We didn't just. Put our down. I think we were better after the goal. We spurred on a little bit more, and mm-hmm. then our reward came, and it was like, right, that's a moment of madness. But we're not going to. We will let it define us. We're going to. We're going to go again, and we're going to show them why we are. We're a new team, and we're refreshed compared to last season, where I reckon we would have just, like you said, MK. We just would have just said, right, fine. You pass the ball about. We'll play, and if you make a mistake, we'll, we'll do something with it. But not much else. 
Yeah, I mean, there was differing opinions around me at, at fault. Um, I've kind of tried to sit there and go, is, is there a fault? Is that just the two of them at fault? Are we sharing the blame? Or, I mean, Steve could quite clearly have come out and said, that's mine, and made it much, much clearer. Um, Louis could also, uh, sorry, Lewis, I keep saying Louis, um, could also have looked up and went, he's coming for this. Um, but are we are we happy to apportion joint blame for that? Or, no, okay, no, um, go on, no. go on, who's fault? <laughs> no, watching it again, it's Louis, sorry. It's Louis. Oh, I disagree. Okay. <laughs> I think it's Steve, I think it, if you're, you're the keeper, you get the, surely you've got to be, come on, and you, if you come out that far, you've got basically, if you commit, if you've, you, you're at a point where you're committing that far, I don't normally like to go down, I like to stay on the fence. But I thought when I saw it initially, I was like, you're the keeper, you're that far outside your box, you've got to claim it and just say that's mine. Because then there will be that situation. Uh, I'd, say, I'd say you're right to a point, but then when you see Louis head it, he heads it past him. So he, see, yeah. he sees him coming and he heads it away from him. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> maybe it's just like, you know, 50p head or something like that. But um, Ring, but ring yeah. rust. Yeah. Ring rust. Um, but okay, well, we'll go with my initial. We'll, we'll apportion joint blame on that. Um, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> one, of, one of those things, I think, Matt said. Um, but Harry Smith, two and two, um, he, he equalised for us. Um, now, Joe, I'll come to you first. What do you what do you think on Harry? Because the reason is I want to ask, pick up on something else that Andy said earlier um, on the forum. Um, so, what do you think of um, Harry at the moment, Joe? Um. I went to the Aldershot game, and I'll be honest, I was a tad worried um, because he wasn't—he wasn't winning much, and he's six foot seven, and I was a bit worried. Last two games, he has been exactly what we needed um, because he—he showed—he showed as much as he did the same role as Omar did last year. He—he um, he dominates. The game and he also can pick a really good pass on him because um, I think he's got the flick down but he's also got the take down pass and distribute and the finish as well which is something that I think gives us a new option I think the ruthlessness inside the box I think I don't know how many shots he had on target yesterday but there was a header in the second half there was that goal in the first half there was the header at the start he had I, I don't think compared to last season I'm going to keep comparing it because I still can't quite believe what's happening um, but he like I think Omar, as much as the he, I, I, Omar scored six goals, they weren't a lot from just taking taking your chance. And I think if there's a chance for Harry, he will take it and he will often get it on target, which is a lot better than just playing another pass and then they get him out of the way and then we go again. So I, I really like him, uh, and he seems like a like obviously what happened on Saturday after the red card. He seems like the kind of guy that we need at the front. Yeah, I know, I, I know you like that for your moment of the day. Mate. <laughs> yeah, I know there's people that didn't like it as well. Um, Andy, that's pretty similar to some of the things you were saying, and um, kind of to defend your position a bit of, um, I know the last sort of six months of Omar, perhaps there's, there's question marks, uh, but there was three and a half years, I think it was, prior to that. Yeah. Um, so um, what, what were your thoughts on, on, on sort of the change slash upgrade? It, 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 it's, uh, it's an upgrade in every department. I think he's better on the ball. He's got a bigger physical presence. He, he doesn't... With Omar, when he gets challenged in the box, it's kind of like he'll just kind of fall over. Um, 
with Harry, it's kind of like, well, yeah, come on, have a go. I ain't going anywhere. He's not one of these. He doesn't seem to me as one of these players that will just fall over to try and get get a set piece or a free kick. He's like, no, I want to battle for this. Um, mm. I, I and I think that's that suits our style of play a bit more because actually looking on the counter attack, we're looking quite dangerous. So that's that's what we need. So yeah, no, I think it's an upgrade in absolutely every department. Beautiful. Um, so again, differing opinions on the penalty, but they got a penalty. Um, they, they scored the penalty. I, I sort of said, oh, I think maybe Jack's just planning ahead to practice for penalties. <laughs> um, and, uh, he'll save this, and then he went the wrong way entirely. So I was like, oh, great. <laughs> but um, we didn't got a penalty. Were you surprised that Harry took it over Rob? Quick explanation here. The recording is stopped. Not once, but two times. Whilst Andy was explaining about his thoughts with um, Harry or Rob taking penalties, and he obviously said that they kind of divide it up between them and make a decision. And obviously Harry was captain, so he got the final say on that one. Um, so back to recording. Um, sorry, there's a little bit that was skipped, but back to recording. So at that point, um, obviously, ugh, we had Harry taking a penalty. And um, you were just mentioning uh, you weren't surprised because obviously it wasn't a situation like, like the angle like in, at Bradford. Yeah. Um, but were you surprised that maybe Aiden didn't take it because he definitely came and picked up the ball with every intention to it, it looked like? Um, no, again, I think Matt, Matt's always been very clear about who takes penalties. And I think it's always been Milsom or Beautyman, and I think he's going to stick with that. So, yeah. I mean, Aiden probably would like, like to have taken it, but... <laughs> He doesn't make the rules, so no, actually. On Aiden, what, what did you think of his performance um, last night? I mean, obviously, there's going to be a bit of rust with the no. Well, actually, he had a pre-season, and I think yeah. their fans were a bit surprised he was let go. Um, but how did how did you think he settled in? Yeah, I think he settled in fine. No, there's no issue at all. You know, good work rate. You could tell he hasn't played much football, and you know, he out of all the players that were out there, he was the one that was most knackered. Mm. Um, but no, apart from that, no, no issues. Yeah, it gives again nice problems for Matt to have. Yes. Um, and then Scott came on, and yeah. he's a little bit quick, isn't he? The funny thing is, I saw him in friendlies, and he wasn't quick at all. No. It's, like, it's like somebody's flicked an on switch. It's like, whoo, he's off. That does seem to be the case with all of them, because there yeah. were a couple of people that weren't overly impressed with Coley. Um, yeah. I I didn't think Harry. Well, Smith was that great in the friendlies? I was like, oh God, he's not as physical as he could be. And um, as as you said, um, Scott as well didn't really massively impress. Um, but that's probably why we paid to watch football and yeah. <laughs> other people get paid to make these decisions. Friendlies, friendlies tell you nothing. If you signed a player <laughs> and they're not doing, they're already signed and they're not doing great guns in friendlies, they're just trying to watch themselves and just get themselves match fit. Get themselves a bit used to playing ball a bit again after a couple of months off and then kick on when the season starts. Friendlies tell you, as a spectator, tell you nothing about the season ahead and they shouldn't do. No. And yeah. also, a lot of the players that we signed are a little bit older. So yeah. they know they know themselves, they know their bodies a bit more. So they're not going to put themselves under under undue pressure. Yeah. And um, so just to explain, we, we may have lost Joe because um, I had to switch platforms and he's not signed on yet. Um, so <laughs> we, will, we will carry on without him. Um, so the penalty shootout, obviously we, we got to penalties. Jack made an interesting comment that the way football is now, you see the 88th minute and you're thinking, oh, we're close to the end. And then, oh no, no, we're not. We still got another 10 minutes to go. Um, but yeah, we made it to the penalty shootout. Were you 
confident going into the penalty shootouts based on the fact that we've never lost the penalty shootout in the EFL? No, it wasn't confident at all. <laughs> and, and the reason why was because at that point, that's when the, the real kind of misty rain was coming. So it just any any sort of any sort of idea, just three cautions to the wind because players can slip, players can, you know, the ball doesn't behave in the same way as it would do if it was dry. And the goalkeeper can't see as well as they can do. And actually, I think that was probably part of the reason why we went past five penalties is that actually it was for a goalkeeper, he wouldn't have been able to see that as well as he could have done. So um no, I wasn't at all. But um <laughs> I was yeah, very pleased at the end of it. Yeah, absolutely. So the only one I filmed was the um, save, the, the last one at the end where it was saved. This is literally the only one. I don't know why I was so confident, but there you go, I was. Hey! Uh, um, here's Joe. Um, so were you confident going into the penalty shootout, Joe? Was I confident? Uh, yes, I was. Very confident. Uh, I was a tad nervous because I didn't see that we had I had thought we had got a lot of the penalty takers. I was a bit worried that we would end up having to go back to what we did at Wigan, which made me my heart rate increase significantly. And we went to Dino, Lewis, and Ben, uh, which we did go to Ben. Um, yeah, Dino, Dino was one of the. He, he wanted to be one of the fives. So Dino wasn't wasn't so bad. I know it wasn't, but like I was still no, nervous. He was one of the five. Was he fifth? Yeah, he no, Dean, fifth. Yeah, Dean was, he, he might have been. It's just, yeah. it, it's just unorthodox. But you know, that's yeah. how we like to do things. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I felt, I felt, I felt good. Um, I yeah. thought that we looked confident, assured. I thought we'd been the better team. I'll be honest. I think we had that our two goals were they weren't from open play. Or they, I'm not counting the first one as open play really because it was, a, <laughs> it, it's, it, it, I, it wasn't a goal. I forget about it. Um, but, and the second one was obviously paired. So uh, I think we were. I think we were in a good position, uh, and I think the players we had on the pitch, uh, on the pitch, were good. So yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know who thought of this brilliant stat. It, it was me. The last four goals we've scored have been scored by a player called Harry. Just, yeah, just okay. saying, I, I, it's got to, got to, it's got to be a first. Um, so, wow, lots of good things. We're into, into the next round. Obviously, we're filming. I did this brilliantly. We're filming tonight, and the, the draw is going to be in a couple of hours. I probably should have delayed this till tomorrow. Um, but um, we're into the second round for the first time in our history. Um, so that's that's really, really positive. Um, but we're going to kind of wrap up on, on the game a little bit. And um, there are a couple of other little bits. Um, so, Andy, can I ask you for what was your moment of the match? I will get a sound clip for this. I don't know how or why, but I will get a sound clip for it. Um, but um, what was your moment? It has to be there missing a penalty, isn't it? Yeah. I don't, I don't think it can be anything yeah. else. <laughs> It wasn't missed, it was saved. Um, <laughs> Joe, what was your moment of the match? Um, uh, that was my one of them, so because that was a wonderful moment. But I am going to be, I don't know what am I going to go for? Uh, it won't win, but it was funny to me. And I'm hoping that the, the Tope Fada Hunzi kind of fan crew will come through here. His reaction after the first goal if you, if you, if you, if you have 30 seconds of your time, Watch the highlights, and that the pan you're just slow. The, the the camera slowly pans, and it's just him stood there, eyes as wide as I think I've ever seen, hands on his head, and it's a, it's a brilliant picture. And it will be it will get screenshotted, and it will be, for example, for example, Saturn in first, ten points clear, hopefully, and it will just be that picture. So <laughs> that's my moment of the match because I think I was one of the only people that saw it, but it it, it made my evening. 
Okay. Well, mine is going to be slightly different. It's it's more of a lack of a moment of a match because for a long time when we were watching football, uh, especially at Sutton, we have got into the habit of when anything goes anywhere near the keeper, we're like, that counts as a shot on target. And I don't <laughs> think I heard anyone say that last night, which just proves <laughs> that we are doing well. Um, so mine is the lack of a moment of a match of no one saying that counts as a shot on target or no one within my earshot anyway. Um, we had 16 goal attempts last night, nine on target. It's mad, isn't it? Um, I had a couple of questions sent in. Um, two I'm going to go with. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lots about the penalty saves. Jack being um, maybe a teensy weensy bit ahead of his line. Um, what, what do we think of that? Do we care? No. No? No. I mean, Andy, you're <laughs> on the same side as I am. The linesman didn't pick up, or the assistant referee didn't pick up an awful lot. In fact, there was one brilliant moment where Ben kicked the ball about three times and it went out and he didn't know which way to give the throw on. Asked the ref and gave it to us. And it's like, how, how, you're standing there. How can you not see that we kicked that <laughs> off? Um, so, yeah, okay. Um, and a bit early for this question, but this team, how different does it feel? watching last year um whether we won or lost last night i personally felt there's there's the, the hope and the expectation we went to like you just said we had lots of shots and we weren't scratching around for chances how different does it feel watching this team you go first oh thank Start you, you uh, um i'm no longer biting my fingernails all game which is it is it is a telling sign um, because often after football matches, my parents come home and say, "Oh, you've been biting your fingernails again." Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm smiling while while watching, which is is a telling sign for me because uh, there were points at last season where I was you're just a bit on edge um, and you're not you're just willing them just shoot just do something come on let's do, let's 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 be resilient. Let's just get eleven, do an eleven nil formation for the last five minutes because I don't, I don't know if we're going to concede. Um, and there was no worry of that. It was we could win this, not will we lose this. And that, that is, that is just a telling sign for me because I'm, I'm just loving watching it. And I can't like the next game. I, I was like towards the end of last season, I got tickets for Colchester away, uh, and I went to see the Leighton Orient and the Northampton home matches, and I was like slightly regretting this now and you know we all know how culture away went so um yeah i'm i'm i can't wait um i'm not making the trip up to barrow but i can't wait for Gillian next week excellent andy uh to me this feels like how it would have felt if we were allowed into games 
when we beat Maidenhead in the start of our championship year. It just yeah. it feels it feels right. It feels like the balance is right. The, the team is playing as a team again, which I think was missing quite a bit last year. Um, you know, they're 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 looking out for each other already, and um, the, the players again stunning signings, absolutely yeah. stunning signings. I mean, yeah, Amari Patrick. I mean, how how did we even get him? I've, I've got no idea, but you know, um, yeah, it just feels. It feels it feels great at the moment, which leads me nicely on to saying how confident we are that for once we may go up to Barrow and not lose. And I think well, that segues nicely. It does segue. I, I have a whole list of things of I could have jumped into this segue after talking about the oh that counts as a shot on target. Um, because I think the last time we were up at Barrow, neither team had a shot on target. <laughs> um and um but I did like there was a tweet, I, I think I retweeted it earlier. Someone was uh, doing it as a preview and they described Sutton as free I saw scoring this. Sutton United. And I'm like, I'm sorry, let me read that again. Free scoring Sutton United. I've got um I've got a best stat. I can beat your Harry stat. Between the after the Crawley game last year and the and the Carlisle game, we've scored more goals in the last four days than we did between the March the eighth and March May the eighth. Beautiful. I, I'd Thank worked you. out, I think it was seven games before we scored seven goals last year. Um, so that's just, Sounds just right. amazing. But we are joined by a very, very patient Andrew, who <laughs> I was told, oh, so it's only been about 20 minutes. I mean, we've been different platforms, we've been waffling. Um, Andrew, hello, how are you? Oh, yeah, I've got a bunch yourself. Yes, very well, very well. Are you looking forward to the... Uh, the clash between two unbeaten sides riding high at the top of the division. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, because it's going to be the first time I've uh, managed to get to the game in a while. I didn't manage to get to any of the pre-season friendlies uh, mm-hmm. to watch it first hand. So I'm, I'm looking forward to actually seeing the game of football for the first time in a couple of months. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Beautiful. Well, I've got some questions for you just to kind of um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so... How long have you been supporting Barrow and what kind of got you started? Well, um, since I was a little kid, really. My, dad, my dad's been a fan for as long as, well, he can remember anyway. So, um, yeah, I've been going probably for about 30 years, I'd, I'd say, give or take. Um, and then by which point I figured out they weren't very good. Um, it was a bit too late to stop going, so I just carried on. Oh. Me and Andy are different. We we both turned up. Went. This is rubbish. We love this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, is there any kind of match days traditions or superstitions that you have? Um, I mean, there's someone on this call that has to go in through the same gate and stand in the same spot. And da 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 da. Don't know who it is. I always stand in the same spot. Got to stand in the same spot. Yeah, um, so I can completely agree with that one. Um, other than that, not not a great deal because um, it's changed sort of last few years because I work more Saturdays, so most of my Saturdays have got a bit of a routine anyway. So I don't really have time. To, oh, well, I don't really have chance to fall into any superstitions as such. Um, but I remember when I was a kid, I would refuse to play on Championship Manager the day before a game because I was convinced if I won on that then we'd lose in real life. So like that that's kind of stuck with me now, but yeah. Um that's probably the the 
only one I can think of, which is a little bit weird. Yeah, they, they're not weird at all. I mean, I've stood, I've stood in virtually empty stadium watching one of like the, the ladies' games where there's less than a hundred people there, and I've stood in the main stand, and we were struggling, we were losing. I've walked around to my normal spot, and suddenly we scored two goals, and I'm like, this, this proves my point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you have an all-time favourite memory from Sporting Barrow? Um, there's a couple, the couple that spring to mind. Uh, um, you know, the, one of the weird ones was winning promotion in the COVID year um, in 2020 because just, just being top of the league for that long and then for the season to stop, it just felt very barrow if it didn't happen um, <laughs> because it had been, I think it had been 48 years that we'd been out of the league and uh, we got voted out of it um, after it went to a re-vote, so we didn't even get relegated properly. And then we were going to get promoted, and then the season stopped. And I thought, oh, we're not even going to get promoted properly at this rate. So that was a weird one. But I think best best memory is probably winning the FA Trophy at Wembley in 2010. Um, for me, when we uh, beat Stevenage, who were like massive favourites, I think they got promoted that year, and they were going for the double, and uh, they went one nil up. Through it, I think it was Andy Drury. It was an absolutely brilliant goal because it was just right in line with us where we were sat. And I thought, oh, here we go. And we managed to get an equaliser um, through Lee McEverly near the end of the game. And then in extra time, Jason Walker, who was from Barrow, scored an absolute fantastic goal to win it in extra time. And uh, yeah, I don't think there's many things that top senior team win at Wembley in any cup competition. So yeah, certainly that. Yeah. Joe, I don't know if you know, um, teams, they used to be not automatic up and down in, in the, from the Football League. Yeah, you used to have to take a vote on it. And um, usually, yeah, usually clubs were very clever and not voted the teams out unless the team coming up was absolutely massive. So, um, yeah. I think a lot of people just didn't like coming to Barrow, which was which was pretty fair considering the yeah. distance. Right? So. <laughs> um, is there any players... From you or any player from your history that you would love to just pick up and put into the Barrow team now? Um, I think now we could do with um, an out and out goal scorer. Uh, so I probably have to say, maybe not from my lifetime, it's a little bit before my time, but we have a, a striker called Colin Cowperthwaite, and he's the club's all time top goal scorer. And he just, to look at him, you wouldn't think he was like a fantastic footballer but he just knew where the goal was he was just a phenomenal goal scorer I think at one point he held uh, the world record for the fastest goal in a football match um, right. I think he scored against I think it was Kettering um, or Kidderminster one of them two uh, in like inside two seconds he just shot straight from kickoff but um, yeah so like someone that, that will stick stick the ball in the back of the net in the back of the net with with like regularity is, is especially after selling Gordon in the summer, we need a goal scorer. So he'd probably be absolutely ideal. Okay. So this is going to be um an odd question for you, but how how does Sutton win this game? What what needs to happen for us to beat you guys? Um well I think the last couple of games we have conceded a lot of possession. Um, so I think well with the goal, goal scoring run reform, you're in, 
at the moment. I think if you create, if you manage to create chances, if you if you can be as clinical as you have been, then that's a very good route because we have allowed quite a lot of shots on on our goal last couple of games. But um, especially against Premier, they just they seem to be from places that we let them shoot from. If that makes sense. So like from outside the area mostly where we're pretty comfortable with them. Uh, but if you can if you can take any chances that do come your way, it's like it's a bit of a cliche, but it is quite simple. It's like if if we we're as good as restricting teams to proper chances as we as we have been the last couple of games. If you can like take any any half chances that fall your way, I think that, that might stand you in good stead because like I said before, we we kind of missed in an out and out goal scorer at the moment. So I think at the moment we are going to win matches by if we win them at all by by a single goal here and there maybe. Um, so yeah, I think that that's probably your best chance just being as clinical and as dangerous as you have been. And um, I think it'll be up to us to try and try and stop you basically. Okay, it sounds like that could be a really interesting game. If your team are happy out of possession and we're happy out of possession. Um, what's going to happen? Are we just going to go? No, you have it. No, you have it. You have it. <laughs> uh, I, th I think like. The one thing I've noticed, like the two games this season have obviously both, both been away from home. And um, so I think probably we've got a little bit more of an onus on us on Saturday to actually come out and attack because I think the home fans will want that a bit more. Uh, they're probably quite, like, we're quite happy to see us sort of just be organised and difficult to break down away to like Tranmere and obviously like Bolton in the League Cup. Uh, but when it comes to home games against teams we're probably expecting to be around us in the league, that's when I think there's going to be more pressure on us to come out and actually play play football, if you will. So maybe we'll see a different barrier to what we saw against Tranmere. And um, we pause, we ask a few more questions of you than, than we may may have been doing against against the teams in the last couple of games. So what, what do you think, Joe? What, what do you think needs to happen for us to, to win? Um, I've only seen Barrow play once last season. Um, at home and I remember it was the first time I took one mate to uh, it was his actually first football match and he I uh, know I don't know why I took him to Saturn first um, uh, and I think the goal summed it up I think it was a goal kick and it bounced over your keeper and it was it just went it was it was the tip of most I think if, if you could say sum up league two in a goal at, at points that would be it, um, and I think we. I think continuing the same vein, be bold, keep this. I want. I'd love to see Cashgate and Smith again because I think they're a great pairing. Cashgate running around like just being a, an annoyance to your back line because uh, I don't. I don't know much about your back line, but I think Cashgate and the way Smith can just use his physicality. I'd love to see just that keep going, and then if we just keep the kind of the kind of compactness and the way the two wingers are linking up as much as I think that you guys will cause problems for us because obviously I think Mott's obviously was a bit of an outlier I think they performed particularly poorly and I don't think that's they're going to be the performance all season obviously I think the main thing we need to do is just just be aggressive because I think that's what we're really good at and be physical be just try and play our game because that's what happens and hope that we that that works for us um and see what happens from there okay andy what do you recommend I, mean, I looked at the the previous the 
the previous games between us, and there was one massive two-two draw. But other than that, um, it's been it's yeah. been nil nils or nil one or one nil all the way through. Well, I've, I've yeah, I've been to Barrow probably about five times now, and I'm going on Saturday. Um, so it's a it's even though it's a it's a hell of a trek. Um, it's I always quite enjoy going to be honest. I always find Barrow quite pleasant, so it's not too bad. But also, I know that there'll only be about sixty of us there. There's not going to be that much, that much more, and that does make a difference. I remember in the season when Barrow won the title, and we went up there in October, I think it was, and um, we lost one nil, and it was basically it was a Jamie Butler goalkeeper mistake. Um, it wasn't it was the season before, um, and um, yeah, it was the Barrow supporters basically said that even at that point we were the best team that they'd seen there, and we were on a really bad run. So I think it's it's kind of like one of these kind of hoodoos that we need to get rid of. Um, I'll be very happy with the draw. I'll be over the moon with the win, but I don't think for one minute we'll get one. Um, you know, Barrow manager is he's a he's a canny operator. He's a very good manager. Um, and you know, you get some people saying, "Oh yeah, Barrow are going to be relegation favourites." No, they're not. Barrow are going to be top half easily, um, and could be potentially be a bit of a dark horse for a playoff. I think. So to go up there and get a point will be great. Um, I think we are in a much better position squad-wise than we've probably ever been to go up there and get something. Um, and I was about to say, yeah, when the, when the fixture came out, oh, yeah, August, great. Finally don't have to go to Barrow in the middle of winter. And, of course, it's going to chuck it down there on the, on Saturday as well. So, yeah, the normal Barrow experience yeah, ticks off. Um, but I think it's going to be – it's just it, it's going to be – the players are going to be full of confidence. They would have been full of confidence from Saturday. They're going to be full of even more confidence after Tuesday. Um, they're going to go up there and they're going to they're going to go for it. I think it's I think it's got the makings of a very exciting game. You've got us full of confidence against a, a really decent side. Um, it'll, it'll either be you know a fantastic end to end game or they'll just cancel each other out. So uh, hopefully it's the former. And if it is, whatever the result, I'll be happy. <laughs> Two managers should just get together and go, look, I'll tell you what, score five goals in the first five minutes. We'll score five goals in the first ten, in the next yeah. five minutes. We'll get on first on TV and we'll just make this an absolute ripper of a game. <laughs> um, so I'm going to start with you, Andrew, on this one. If you could, I've made up this entire little scheme that you can get into that changing room for 30 seconds before kickoff. What, what's the message to the players as, as they're coming, about to come out? Um... Well, um, I got just tell uh, to to be positive to uh, try and get on the front foot because I think if we can get momentum, then that is um, what what's the fun of get behind you at Hulk Street? I mean, you said yourself, no, it, it can be quite it, sometimes it can be quite an intimidating place, but they need to they need to get the fans whipped up first. It's, it's sometimes it seems to be a very much fanful wait and see and then sort of react accordingly. So if, if the players can go out there and get on the front foot and get a, build up a head of steam and then sort of get get the fans behind them, then I think we, we're a difficult team to beat at home if we can, if we can uh, like get that get that going for us. Um, but like other than that, I think we've got to just just make sure that uh, we keep. I think I was talking to your side before, and it's like Amari Patrick uh, caused us no end of problems last season. Um, when he played against us for for Carlisle, so um, 
yeah, keep an eye on him. Um, it's, like, it's like Neil Warnock, um, that, that famous clip where he's, he's like, go out there, enjoy yourselves, but do it by being disciplined. Like, you don't want it to swear. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's very much the thing. If we can go out there and we can we can build up some momentum early doors, get off to a strong start, I think that, that's, what, that's what we need to do. Andy, what would you say to the Sutton players? Um, no fear, go out there, <clears throat> you know, free hit away. Yeah, just just go, just go out there and just do what you can. Um, there's you shouldn't be, yeah, off with the start of the season that we've had, you should be afraid of no one. So don't go out there and be afraid, go out there and play your game. Excellent, Joe. What would you say? Um, I was, Andy said something very similar to what I was going to say, so <laughs> I'm gonna change it and say. The, let's go from a different tactic. Oh, uh, the supporters and fans have travelled 310 miles today. Let us <laughs> let us put 310 past this Barrow team. Um, no. um, so, yeah. Um, no, just be, be aggressive. And we've got, well, somehow, I, I was going to say this, we always play Gillingham at home and Wimbledon at home in a row together. And we're playing them next. Then we've got two home games coming up. Let's get into a, a, a difficult next three fixtures um, on a high at a place where we have struggled in the past, but I know the ability of this squad is something which we haven't had and the depth of this squad is something we haven't had before. Excellent. Lovely. Um, right. I haven't really massively thought about predictions on this one. Um, I'm going to go with um, the 2-2 exciting draw, only because I think I think the last six games has been two wins for Barrow, two wins for Sutton and two draws. So I'm, I'm going to go with a draw. Um, Andrew, what would you say is a prediction for the score? Um, like you said, it's, it's always seems to be a goal either side. I think it's going to be another close game. Um, hopefully, like you say, it's going to be a good game where two, two sides wanting to get each other. Um, I'm not normally positive, but I suppose I've got to make an effort for the first game, the home game of the season. So I'm going to say it's 2-1 Barrow. 2-1 Barrow, lovely. Uh, Joe, what are you saying? 3-1 Sutton. 3-1 Sutton, okay. Blimey. Um, Andy? <laughs> I'm, I'm matching you. I think 2-2. Two, 2-2? Two. Two, two? Yeah. Excellent. I do think, I mean, I've won, not one thing. I do wonder, will there be a bit of a conversation in the, in the Barrow camp about the um, the goal that Brad House most definitely did not touch at our place? Um, with the ball, yeah, with the ball oh. looped over, and he definitely, definitely did not touch that. He ball. didn't. <laughs> oh, I, I was, but I was, but I was. Oh, I lied with the goal. I, I, I can, I can swear it was no touch. There was it's, a finish direction on its own. I suppose, like, yeah. yeah. There was a whole crowd of people kind of standing around going, "Does anyone know why that was disallowed?" <laughs> I mean, we're taking it, but does anyone know? And it took about a, a couple of hours for someone to go, "Yeah, it was an indirect free kick," and the ref thinks it didn't hit touch him. Well, like. Um, only thing I can say on the ref's behalf on that is obviously the ref's looking at it face on, and when Brad's jumped and his kind of hand is behind him, it would be difficult to see exactly what had happened for the ref, not for the linesman. But we all know linesmen are. But didn't the, um, didn't Matt remind him? Because didn't I, I think he did? Because yeah, I think he did. The goal was small, but Matt reminded the referee that it was indirect. I, I, I he, yeah. uh, the, the thing was, I, I, the, the reason why I thought it was that because I said it and I was like, surely that because it didn't. I, I, I'm 95 percent sure it didn't touch Brad because the, his reaction was almost like 
oh my gosh, like how have I missed that? It was he didn't even lift his head or anything. It was like ridiculous. It was it was a poor miss. Mm. But then Matt, the fact that Matt reminded the referee just made it even more slightly faster. Wow, I see. It's even better. Um, <laughs> well, I'm going to leave it there. Thank you very much for your time and patience, gents. Um, I don't know what happened earlier, but thank you very very much. Um, we're going to wrap up this episode of Something Podcast. Uh, appreciate your attention. It definitely works. I'm telling you. Don't roll your eyes. That's outrageous. You can't roll your eyes. You can do it on video now. Um, <laughs> um, obviously, always appreciate your feedback and um, everything except for the eye rolling that Joe just did there. Um, follow, <laughs> follow, like, and share at some podcast on social medias. Don't forget to subscribe and um, review on your preferred platform. Um, apparently, YouTube seems to be a lot uh, more popular than I expected it to be. I'll be honest, um, it's a lot more views on YouTube than I expected. So thank you everyone on YouTube and I'm going to wave to you as well. Hi. Um, next time um, we are going to be joined by Johnny and Dan. So they are making the trip. Um, so I believe of the trip, you mentioned the low numbers. There was 13 a few years back, Andy. And mm. I, I think I've had virtually every single one of those 13 on the show at some point. Right. That was that, that was that midweek one. That was the, the time that it was uh, the match was postponed, and I'd got as far as Wigan. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thanks to the sponsors, Lucky Star Gin. Thanks to you guys um, for giving me your opinions and for um, paying bearing with me. And thanks to the listeners too. Um, we'll catch you next time and take care. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.